What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Sean Ellis Rogers, the podcast where I, your host, Sean, dive deeper into reality television than most people watching feel is necessary and replace stand culture with the protocol of the Human Resources Department. Join me five days a week as I dissect your favorite shows while getting to know my favorite content creators and personalities through their connections to reality TV. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Rural Reality Realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers, and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have this person on the show today. They're a cast member of The Come Up ATL, an incredible dancer, actor, artist, model, and entrepreneur. And I cannot wait to get to know them better. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender, or lack thereof, in between, join me in welcoming to the show, Quay. How are you feeling? I'm great. How are you? I am doing so very well. Thank you so much for squeezing me in your schedule today. What you guys don't know, this is literally Christmas Eve. Thank you so much for being here. No problem at all. Thank you for having me, honestly. Absolutely. I absolutely love you. I'm a huge fan. So it's a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for taking my call and making some space for me. So let's get to it. Tell my audience, who is Quay? Um, um, For starters, Quay. Let's just say Koi is a cool, chill person. Short Koi, on the other hand, is, you know, my persona that a lot of people get to see um, from the web series and I mean, being on different TV shows and movies and music videos. Um, but I'll, overall, I would just say I'm an entertainer. I sing dance act model. I got my own dance company. I got a, um, a pair of line that I'm about to relaunch. So that's just me, busy, entertaining. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. Let's go back a little bit. When did you fall in love with reality TV? Um, that's a good question. I would say New York, honestly. Um, Tiffany Pollard, Flavor of Love, um, was one of my biggest, like, she was one of my biggest inspirations growing up, just on the strength of, you know, she was basically, she was funny, she was pretty to me, you know, and she she had quick comebacks. Like, you couldn't, nobody could sit toe-to-toe with New York for real to me. So um, I would definitely say, by me wanting to be on Disney Channel acting and stuff, I gravitated toward what was more quick, I guess, um, just because when I cheered, I was on World Star Hip Hop, a video of me went viral of me like 
basically like kind of get into it with someone. Um, from there, um, I reached. Well, I went to I reached out, but me and Jim not fans who they contact each other. Um, and then that's how I ended up on Bad Boys Atlanta. <laughs> nice. Okay, so let's jump to that. Bad Boys Atlanta. What? Well, I have. What was the experience and what made you decide to do that? Like, was it strictly on the strength of Bad Girls Club or was it just that was the show that reached out? That was the show that you wanted to do? Had you Were you a fan of the show before that? Like, how did you get involved with that? Um, so I will say, um, you know, I fell in love with Bad Girls Club and then, you know, it wasn't too much like Bad Boys Club. Um, it wasn't like Bad Boys at the time. So when I saw that on YouTube, it was Bad Boys and then it was people around my age. I was like, oh, why not? You know, um, so once, you know, I got, I fell in love with Gemini fans, basically watching, you know, here and there. I really watched Bad Boys season three, the New York season. Um, I mm-hmm. like, really watched that. And then like, once I found out he was coming to Atlanta, we were talking through Twitter. So I was like, oh, I would love to be on it with the Wolf. So he's like, okay, cool. You know, your potential, you know, cast member, whatever with Wolf. So make long story short, I don't think it went through that time. So then he mm-hmm. like, I guess he, you know, redid something. And then he was like, okay, now I'm gonna actually do it. He reached out to me on Twitter and was like, hey, are you still interested in Bad Boys Club? I was just like, okay. Um, honestly, for me, I did Bad Boys for the experience just to, you know, be on camera as Quay or Short Quay and not as a character in a movie or a TV show. So I just did it for the experience. I did it just to, you know, just get myself out there, um, honestly. And it kind of worked in my favor just on the script of, you know, some of the cast members wanted to be like the star of the show. They kind of put themselves in a different light, I guess, and it kind of made you know, me look a little better in a sense because, you know, mm-hmm. I wasn't really on all that, you know. I was really right. just like chill down to earth, you know, really just trying to put myself out there. So for like some other stuff that happened to happen, it was just like, it made people be like, like, why way or why, you know what I'm saying? So it worked out with me because I was kind of fan favorite and then it worked out because I ended up being like, the face of Come Up Atlanta, you know, season one. So it definitely worked out for me because you got to see like my business side and like me actually doing other things besides being in the house with seven other boys. Okay. So tell me about going from Bad Boys to the Come Up Atlanta. What was... I'm sorry. No, you don't. You don't. Um, I was just going to say... What were your intentions going into this style of show versus a show like Bad Boys, where it's a different type of environment, a different dynamic with with, with the cast? What did you kind of go into this this experience looking to show the audience? And what was the casting process this time around like for you? Honestly, I just went in um, because even on Bad Boys Club. We try to, well, I try to pitch like different ideas and stuff and basically just saying like, well, you know, I don't do this, I don't do that. And if you really watch Bad Boys Club, you will see like 
a lot of those episodes I'm not in and I'm not at the house because I had a job outside of the show, like a real job. So I was going back and forth from like the house to my house to work, you know what I'm saying? So um, I just wanted to show myself in a different light as far as like, okay, yeah, gay people, we fight, but what is it? It's more to us just than fighting. You get what I'm saying? So I went in with the mindset of basically like, Quay, like, you know, show your personality, of course, but also show your business and show your come up. So I just went in with that mindset, honestly. And just feeling, feeling like it's a fresh air just because, like, you're not in the house. You don't have to be around these people 24-7. So it's like I can come in, film, get into it with you, and I can leave tomorrow. Or I can leave later after the scene's over. You get what I'm saying? So it's basically just, like, put your business first before the drama. Nice. What do you take away? <laughs> what do you What do you take away from the reception of the audience now that this show is airing versus bad versus Bad Boys Club? Do you feel like your re- your reception has changed? Um. Yeah. Just on the strength of people with this, I think like re. re- with reality TV in itself, I just think like, we film for a couple hours, but people only see us editing, chopped up, so they don't see a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes. So I think a lot of people misconstrue like what they see versus what we actually film, if that makes sense. So it's like, Mm -hmm. you may see this person arguing, but you don't see what happened before we start filming. You get what I'm saying? So. I think a lot of times people um, people can be too, 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 too in tune with the show, which I love to support, but sometimes people have to dial it back just because it's a lot of stuff that you don't see. Mm-hmm. So I would just say, um, I don't know. I'm, I do it. I just say water off the duck's back, water off the duck's back. So if I ever mm-hmm. like comment, or anything like I just like you know it is what it is you're not gonna please everyone and that's what mindset I just go in with you're not gonna please everyone you're not gonna please the cast members you know because I've even had cast members say that you know they think that you know I had a good run but this and that which I mean I don't know it, it, it can get messy in a sense just because people want to feel like they the face of the of the show or they want to feel like they this and like that which I only just started saying I was the face of the show just because people were saying it because I came from Bad Boys Club and now I'm on the come up so that's not me I don't have that like I'm not cocky I'm not I don't feel like you know I gotta come in and you do what I say I'm not the type of person you get what I'm saying I come in I do my job and I leave What do you think doing reality television, especially doing reality TV like Bad Boys Club and then a show like The Come Up, what do you think that experience has taught you about conflict resolution? I can't please everyone. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, that I would just I would just stay with that. I mean, you can't please everyone because you know some people they want to see you get ghetto. And then some people, they they feel like 
you know, you doing this, you doing it. So you can't because like, I know it was a scene where on the come up one time where I like really got into it with a cast member. And I just kind of felt bad after because it's like, okay, now I'm doing TV shows. You get what I'm saying? So is the drama gonna overshadow what I got going one of my projects? You know, so I just learned to be calm, try to communicate and like, and don't talk at each other, talk and, you know, listen to, listen, don't listen to, be combative, you know? So I just learned patience and, you know, people gonna do what they do ultimately. So you just gotta let that person do what they do, you know, basically give them a little peace so you can have peace, if that makes sense. If they feel like they the star of the show or they feel like, you shouldn't be on, okay, cool. It is what it is, don't even entertain it. I don't even have to film with you since you feel like that. You know, they just keep it business. I absolutely love that. Now, when it comes to your cast, what percentage of your cast members do you feel like are your actual friends? And what percentage do you feel like are just your coworkers? Um. <laughs> I would say the only person who I feel like is, I would say 25, um, just because like, to go into actually naming names, um, me and Milan, we talk outside of the show um, and like talk on the phone. So I would just say like me, Milan, Karan, like those are the people that I talk to. Judy, if I see her out, it's all love, massage. Like, if I see them out, it's love, but I don't talk to them on the phone, is what I'm saying. Mm. So, to me, that is like, you know, associate in a way, or like you said, co-worker, but you don't want to call them that because you don't want nobody to feel like this and that, but in reality, sure. in reality, you know, we not, we don't have a best friendship. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, in a yeah. sense, you are an associate co-worker. So, I would definitely say 25% is my friend, which Karan and, you know, Malone. And the rest is, you know, basically business, you know, trying to create a great show for you all. Okay. So which, so oh, which of those dynamics? Oh, okay. Well, shout out to Darion, too. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to all three of y'all. You, you know. <laughs> so which dynamic do you prefer when going through this experience? Do you prefer doing reality TV with people who you can call friends or you're like actual homies? Or would you prefer to just show up, clock in, do your scene and go home? Um, A little bit of both. Honestly, okay. just, I would say a little bit of both. Just because like, what your friends, like sometimes friends know boundaries. So, they not gonna say X, Y, Z. And then to, you know, audience members, they can feel like, well, it's kind of boring. So if you have a mixture, a good balance of both, then you have a great show just because, okay, we got the friends over here and then we got friends over here. And if they see each other, they gonna do it too. Or they don't really mix with each other. So, you know, you start digging into different stories. So I would say a good balance of both. Okay, nice. So let me ask you, do you feel like the person that the audience is receiving from the show is the same person that you set out to present? Um, as far as me, I would say somewhat, but I don't think 100%. 
um, just on the strength of, it's a lot of stuff that I'm not gonna do on the show anymore just because of, I look at my brand and I, my brand is growing and my name is growing. So it's certain stuff that I'm not going to do, you know? And mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna go too deep into that, but it's just certain stuff that I sure. wouldn't do. So I think um, some people receive me well and some people don't. And then some people who just watch the show, they feel like I'm that person 24 seven, which that's why it goes back to the beginning where I said, you got Quay, you got short Quay, and you got Quasi. You know, those are the three different. <laughs> so, you know, that's why I always say, you know, you got short Quay on the show, but outside of the show, I'm just Quay, laid back, chill, you know, a cool homeboy. You got Quay. So I just say, you know, three different songs, because, of course, people are not going to receive the same, you know. That makes sense. When did you discover dance? Um, honestly, I don't know. I've been dancing like, since I was young. I used to always be a kid at the parties, doing like hood dances. Me and my cousin, we used to dance in like pageants and stuff. Um, but I didn't really take it professional, honestly, until I would say until I got older. Um, even when I was dancing dance for one, I didn't take it that serious, honestly. I didn't take it seriously until I got older. So I just over dance. I don't even know. I was young though. I would say I was young. I was young when I discovered dance. I don't so know tell me that this. That's fair. So then tell me this. When did you know you were talented? Oh, thank you. I struggle with that to this day. Oh, <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to I struggle with that to this day because some days I do feel like I'm talented. Some days, you know, I don't. So, um, I don't know. I would just say, no, oh, thank you. <laughs> I would say, honestly, let's just say this. When I was like 10, 11, 12, um, I played football. My sisters and cousins, they cheered. But like, when they used to, we all used to be together, I used to make up the cheers with, so my mom wouldn't know or like, you know, nobody would really see. But my cousins, them, they knew. So I used to make up the cheers. I used to make up the dances. So I would say probably then. And then once I booked a TV show, like I auditioned for a TV show, I booked it. This one's like, oh, maybe I can't act. You know? <laughs> so you should, maybe you can't act. So you just, and then as you get older, you just like find new things that you love to do or you want to do. So it's like, once you feel like, okay, I'm kind of good at this, I'm kind of good at this. I want to do this, I want to do that. You know? So then you're like, okay, then you start like getting, getting that confidence. Like, okay, maybe I am. Maybe I can do this, maybe I can do that. So I just say it comes and goes, but I do think I am a talent like now, honestly, with that hints too. So I would just say this year I rediscovered myself. I would say, so we can just go on and say this year. Let's just put it out there this year. I thought it when I was younger, but officially like this year. Okay. So what do you tell? your younger self in retrospect what do you tell the kid at the party doing all the hood dances what do you tell him now 
at the place you're at on television you know going through the Tyler Perry studios like 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 the Tomb Raider and things you know you in these streets of course um, I would tell him keep going first um I would tell young Quay keep going first keep faith um family is important I definitely would say that um just because family would like some you know how people say you can't pick your family but some of your family members are there for real for you so I would just say keep going man try to be more consistent um focus more on your talent instead of guys (laughs) Um, you know when things do happen that's out of your control pray and don't pray and don't you know, don't gravitate towards the negative or sit in the negative. I would say that. Of course. I'm yeah, sure a few of my listeners are going to appreciate that. Well, thank you so much. Um, I always say that if I can try to inspire at least one person, I'm doing something right, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, so let me tell you, that. you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. And of I course. do apologize because if y'all listening, we were supposed to do this interview <laughs> like last week, I think it was me. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> well, thank you. And, you know, you didn't have to do that, but thank you. I, I, I actually really do appreciate it. But yeah, but I just appreciate you for being here. That's enough for me. So thank, thank you. you. Of course. Now talk to me about Diamond Legacy Day. Tell me about the creation today. What was your mind frame when you, when you decided to create this team? How did it all come about? Give me the backstory. Okay, just um, to I try to shorten it up. Um, once I graduated high school, um, the show Bring It came down. But mind you, I was watching dance moms that was like my first like show that i was like really like oh i'm about to try to do something if you know um so dance moms in high school and well my older cousin she was in high school she danced in her high school she had a guy that danced his name was cedric he was the only Mm. male majorette that was dancing i thought it was cool um fast forward to my cousin she was on the flag girl team so I was like, okay, cool. You know, it, it's incorporating dance and it's school. So it's like, okay, cool. Let me see how I can try to finagle my way into this. So once I got in high school, it was two boys, Cedric and Frederick. They used to dance at like all the football games. And, you know, people used to like get mad. Some people used to be happy, you know, because they was basically out dancing the girls. Um, but they wasn't, mm. they wasn't allowed to be on the team, you know, just because of their, their sex. Um, so I, I totally went cheering. through that in high school. I get it. For real? Uh huh. Um, totally went through so, that in high school. Sorry to hear that. Dang. <laughs> I cheered. Um, so tenth grade, I cheered. Um, my friend Cedric, he was like, you know, I want you to join the cheerleading team. He's like, you can flip, you flexible. Um, he said they're not gonna let me dance. Um, just cheer, mind you. I was in the band my ninth grade year, so I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm gonna ask my mom, could I cheer? And if she say yeah, then I do. Um, fast forward to 
me calling my mom, asking her could I cheer. At first, I thought she was gonna say no, but then she was like, well, at least you're doing something in school. As long as you're doing something in school, I'm, I'm with it. So I said, okay, cool. I cheered after chili the practice. We used to like make up ink camps and stuff. So that's what kind of really geared me into like the majorette, making up ink camps and stuff. Um, once I graduated high school, I was working at the YMCA. I was helping this cheer team, but I was like, I kind of want to dance. Um, you know, I. I stopped doing competitive chili, so I want to dance now. So I was like, I'm about to put together a, a dance team. Um, I knew my cousin, he was on the dance team before. I reached out to this guy who I went to school with, who I knew danced. Um, and I basically just was like, hey, I want to put together a team. Um, would y'all help me, you know, basically find people to be on the team? They said, yeah. Um, a month later, I put together, the team was called Diamond Pearls. Um, just because oh, okay. I think, yeah, it was called Diamond Pearls, um, two jewels. So it was diamonds, you know, diamonds on girl best friend, and then pearls, you know. So I did boys and girls, male and female. So that's why I used two jewels, diamond pearls. Um, fast Word. forward, we was doing our thing. We was doing good. They aged out. Um, so I had to redo it. So this time I was like, okay, let me see how I can revamp this. So I was like, instead of Diamond Pearls, I'm gonna say Diamond Legacy because this is my legacy. So I wanted to mm-hmm. keep Diamond because that was a part of my original dance team. Um, I reached out, um, a parent reached out to me. She was like, you know, I definitely want to help you. I saw the work that you put in with the girls. Da, da, da. Um, and she basically helped me. She helped me find the location. Um, she promoted with me and it just went from there. Um, you know, he say, she say, Instagram. People like, oh, your child dance. So I just sing, you know, so it just went from there. And it actually, I fell in love with it just on the strength of, at first I was teaching like middle school to high school kids. Now I teach elementary to high school. So it's like dealing with that, you learn a lot too. Um, just on how to deal with kids, how to deal with certain situations. So um, I just fell in love with it and like seeing them doing like, different performances as far as like they did the um georgia festival of trees they did the um riverdale parade ones they did a few community jobs you know community performances so just to see like i got girls that dance in college now like one of my girls on 14k so it's like to see like what you could do and what you could install into kids like even my kids that's graduated when they in town, they call me, they text me, they come see me. So it's just like, that's to me, that's business love in itself. And that's what made me fell in love with it. Like watching them do my routine, listening to like some of their problems and feeling like that big brother. Or in my case, I'd be calling them, they, they, I'd be like, y'all my kids. When y'all with me, y'all my kids. But you know, just because <laughs> we, they close to my age. So, you know, I'm gonna say big brother in a sense, just, I love it. And it, it kind of keep me young. I will say that. Because a lot of these TikToks and stuff, you know, I don't really be doing about it. But I be seeing them talk about that. You know? So I'm, I'm How old me. are you? I'm in my mid-20s. <laughs> yeah, I don't tell my age. <laughs> my mama even know this. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm, just, I'm in my mid-20s. You better work, Charlie Red. <laughs> you, you know... You put them moving on. Listen, let's have a sidebar conversation real quick. I want to talk cheerleader to cheerleader. I'm here. Let's do it. Yes, because 
we kind of have the opposite story when it comes to cheering and dance because I was on the, the dance team in school but like I took dance as like at like like the elective to PE so I was on the modern dance team but then I was on the actual dance team then I was on the step team then I cheered and then I tried to do the majorette thing but they wasn't all but like they was not having that mm-hmm. so cheerleader to cheerleader random question what's your favorite memory from cheer camp um favorite memory for cheer camp I would say the games um because with the cheer camp I did we learned we just go to cheer camp to learn our pyramid so after we learn our pyramid you know we show it off like say day two we show off the pyramid stuff and then we play games um it was a game we played it was like let's see who can hold the um born arrow the longest in the air so basically I came to second place it was this guy he a coach his name Paul he beat me, I ain't gonna lie. He, he held his one arrow a little longer than me. My hips started giving out. <laughs> but this yeah. time one of my favorite moments. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Do you remember the first cheer that you created? Um, no. Spit it but, right now. So I'm like, look, the, the first cheer that I recreated was, I'm sexy. I'm cute. No, No, literally, though, that movie is the entire reason that I was cheering. Cheer. Bring it on was the entire reason. The entire do, do your thing, Isis. I see. It was a rat from there. It no. was done. I was like, Going no, going to got this band thrown. Going to the football game. Trot still our pick, but you look like shit. We're the ones who are down with this. Mm. I said, oh yeah, yes, on the <laughs> Rest in <laughs> peace, <laughs> Natina Reed. Because when I say that woman was me, they be said, let's just beat these buffies down so I can go home. So I can go home. I'm on curfew. I'm on girl. curfew, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, see, if you don't know oh. about Bring It On, if you never watch Bring It On, you're not a chili. Do not call yourself a chili you're not a if you never seen the first Bring It On. The first Bring It On. We ain't talking about the second, third, but the first one. Gabrielle, you and Christian Dutch. Like, this is what Word. we're talking about. <laughs> Word. Like, I don't, like, we're not talking about them, what it was from ABC Family. <laughs> you. Oh. Yeah. We talking about the one with black, okay, the and Look. the color. Anyway, hello. Look, there you go. Kiss then. Hello. Kiss <laughs> then. Like, if you don't know the words to the song as is, we can't be friends. And then I wanna get it back, me back. Oh no! If you don't, okay. If you don't know, hey, hey, you. Oh, never mind. This time will be. Let's you know, I really was trying we to um, Hey, Mickey. This is the song I was trying to sing. <laughs> what? I love that. I was about to say, shout out to Lil Mama. She was on the remix, so we can tie the black folks in, in, in with that one. But the fact that you were going for Hey, Mickey, I love you. I love yeah. you for that. That was real cute. That was real cute for you. Okay. Look, did, did you not watch the trip, the end and credits when they danced yeah. with the? Listen, I literally sat there and watched through 
the whole Hey Mickey performance just to watch the bloopers of them dancing at the end to As Is. Mm-hmm. And then kept watching to the very end to watch the music video. Period. Get into it. Get into it. They, they ain't getting into it. Because this is why they ain't gonna bring it out. No, I'm <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> no. How was it? Oh, you go. Uh, go ahead. Now, I was just about to say, so how was it when you started cheering and stuff? Did you cheer for your high school or did you cheer for like all 13? I cheered for my high school. And the whole reason I did was because I just couldn't sit the fuck still. <laughs> nothing has changed in my life. But I wanted to do everything. So I was like doing modern dance. I was doing you know, dance teams, I was doing step team, I was on the debate team, da 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 but I had a homeboy who was a cheerleader that was a senior that was about to graduate. So like, he was my homie, 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 right? So he was like, yo, check it, you should you should try out, you know, and like, take my place when I leave, when I graduate, ah, ah, ah. So I was like, well, boom, I guess I should. So I spent the rest of the year kind of like telling him through like, through like basketball season, learning the cheers, learning the things of the things or whatever, because like your story he knew that I knew how to flip or whatever blah 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 so he just spent the summer uh, or um, spent the rest of the year um, teaching me the cheers or whatever da, 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 da. so then when tryouts came out I walked in like already kind of knowing everything and then when they saw that I knew how to flip they was like oh uh, uh. they tried to fight me on the whole shaking thing because I went to a black school so you know black cheerleaders are real different <clears throat> so like they tried to debate me on that but like it was like when you start getting love for that it kind of like overruled the coach's personal preference shout out to coach jack coach jackson i love you girl uh come on that's my last name yes i said uh, word yes <laughs> i love her shout out to coach jackson this for you uh but yeah I, it was it was all right like it was fun yeah, but it was it was an experience because I ain't gonna call nobody name or whatever but like I was one of two male cheerleaders on the team right I showed up to that high school already out of the closet right so it was it was what 2006 2007 2008 around those years two, two, 2007 2008 and so it the girls was like they was cool with me but like it was it was just an interesting experience like it was you very backhanded you know what's so funny i get you know, i just legit told my friend a story similar to that um make long story short i was in fifth grade i um joined my school dance team or whatever but at first like they were so like adamant like oh no you cannot be on the team this is a girls dance team it's an all girls dance team you know they not twerking now. they doing hip-hop dances really not even hip-hop dances. so they were doing like one two count if you ask me but <laughs> um they wouldn't let me on the team um so my fifth grade teacher she was just like you know what i'm just gonna test you out as far as like we got a performance coming up and you know, we just gonna let you be featured. You're gonna do so basically it was Chris Brown and this is one reader I feel a little Chris Brown too. Um Chris Brown running with him and Jewel Santana. The team, the Pimbles, they dance too. Hold it, 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 hold it. 
because I just did the math. You said you were in fifth grade when Chris Brown's Run It came out? Oh my gosh, I should have told you that. Don't do me. <laughs> no, it's no, it's fine because I'm older than you regardless. But like, cause bitch, I'm 31. So like, girl, I'm like, wait, what? Oh. <laughs> so you stuck here. Okay, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> Continue. But I just had to pause that because I was like, wait a fucking minute. Go ahead, girl. I'm listening. Oh, you good, you good. Also make long story short, we had a performance outside and you know, they was dancing, and the crowd was going up, but honestly, my first thing that I do, they they spread out, like, on one side and the other side. I come out flipping. The crowd immediately went up. Um, I had a high jump, like, high toe touches. So it was just like, then I could dance, too. So, like, the crowd really wanted me, like, oh, you know, we want him, we want, we want to see him dance with Boo. Make long story short, the next week, they officially put me on the team. They was like, you know, you're gonna be on the team for full time, not just, like, special performances here and there. Um, we went to Florida. We did a whole competition. We won first place and I ended up winning outstanding performance. So I can understand, but going back to the story, what you was going to, basically some of the girls that were on the team, they didn't want me on the team because I was a boy and I was kind of getting, you know, a little more recognition than them. So they kind of plotted against me in an evil way and it turned into my mom, the principal, the teacher, you know, having a meeting. So that's, I ain't gonna go into details, but it's just, it got kind of bad. Yeah. I can understand that. I just, I, I just, yeah, I, we ain't gotta go into it because, you know, we all grown here. Uh, but, child, it's just, uh, hmm, bless your heart. When did you start acting? Of course. Um, I will go into third grade. Um, we put on this um, Alice in the Wonderland musical, but it was like a hip hop. Um, it was like a basically, you know, we remade it into like this little That's Alice in so Wonder, you know, some hip hop shit. Basically, um, I started acting. I was DJ Mad Hatter. Um, I did that, and then fifth grade, I auditioned for Tyler Perry House of Pain, and I auditioned for a couple other things. So. Once I really like <clears throat> did joyful noise and stuff, that's when I really started like, okay, I I want to take acting serious. That okay, so talk, so talk to me about the joyful noise experience. Let me know all about that. What you remember? What you can and cannot say? Break the NDA and, and all of those things. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> um. So basically, Joseph Noise, for people that don't know, it's a movie starring Kiki Palmer, Queen Latifah, Dolly Parton. Um, I was yes, in that choir. Joyful Noise, children. Okay, look, that Joyful Noise. <laughs> um, I was in right. kids' choir. One day, I was in, um, I was at dance for one, I was in rehearsal for, because um, I was on the, how would I say, the studio dance team. Let me just say that. I was on the studio dance team. And one day, the owner of the studio was like, hey, play, I need you to come in right quick. So I hanged in. So she was like, you sing, right? I was like, yeah, somewhat. She said, we know you can dance. Do you act? So I was like, yeah, you see, you know. So she was like, okay, well, I'm about to see you in this room and you just like audition for this movie or whatever. So I was like, what? Real so quick. Like, yeah. yeah. So it happened just like that. I went in, um, I sung. I saw Mario, You Should Let Me Love You. And then what? I danced. 
Yes, you sure let me. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> I did that. I danced, and then they um said improv, so I kind of improv a little bit. Um, two weeks later, I booked it. Um, we went and signed the papers. Then they said, you know, they gave us a schedule of based like rehearsal. I rehearsed for a week, so I had to get like schoolwork and all of that. They had teachers on on the set with us. We rehearsed for a week for the show. We meet Kiki Palmer, Dolly Parton. You know, see if they come into rehearsal, you know. And then we take a month off, and then we took a month off, and then we supposed to came back to film. So, yeah, it was fun. It was like, from what I did do, it was fun. Um, I met Chloe Bailey. Um, if a lot of people don't know, she's in it. Um, yeah, but at the time, I ain't, I ain't gonna go into that. But, yeah, I met um, Chloe, she's in it. Shamik Moore, um, he, he's in it. He was in the kids' choir. So, um, um, what what projects are you acting on currently that we should be looking out for? Um, nothing. Um, so I've been doing stand-in work a lot now. Um, work. So I just been doing stand-in work. So I was just on a project film season two. Um, that's gonna come out. I was on some other stuff. Um, I'm about to be in, I don't want to say it yet because I'd like to film it actually then, you know, start standing. But I got a few projects coming up um, that I'm filming in the beginning of the new year. So I'm excited about that. So you'll see my face on your TV. And I got some music coming out. Um, I got a podcast, a game show that I created myself um, that's coming Ooh. out. So, yeah, you, yeah, I can see some great things. Okay, so let's jump into the music really quick, because that was my next foray. How does music fit into the puzzle for you? Is this like, 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 when did you decide, okay, let me focus on this? Or is this something that you just kind of been doing in the background, like, you know, Tyra Banks when she did Shake Your Body? Or is this like, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you took it back. <laughs> That's I love a deep cut and I love a reference. So I will just pull something out of the bag on you. But yeah, like, it. yeah, so like, when you just like, <laughs> like, like, you know. I love that. I love that. Um, Go ahead. No, so sixth grade. Um, Okay, so if you don't know, I'm, I'm from the hood. So um, my cousin, he basically was in his, like, in his gang called. I ain't, I'm, well, I ain't even gonna say name, but he was in the game. I was about to say like, like <laughs> <laughs> So, um, make long story short, they try to do music or whatever. Um, so we had a studio next to our house. So we used to like go to the studio and then they used to be rapping and I used to be rapping with them. So that's kind of how I got into it um, with my older cousin CJ. I used to rap with him and then I don't know, but I, I've always been in chorus. Like in elementary, I was in chorus, so of course, so I was singing and stuff. Dancing, it comes with music, you know, falling in love with like Kiki Wyatt, Tony Braxton and stuff. So music has always been there. Um, I just didn't take it serious until I would say middle school for real, just because like 
rapping with my cousin. Then I ended up going to a new high school called King Middle School. I met this girl named Miracle. Um, who I fell in love with. She can sing, she can write. Um, so and she stayed close to my grandmother. So it's like when we got out of school, I used to just walk to her house and we used to just write music and sing. Um, so I fell in love with it doing that. And then officially, once I got older, I I had a roommate. He wanted to do music because he used to say he did music back home or whatever. So he just was like, hey, let's just do some music together. I do this, I do that. So I was like, okay, cool, let's do it. And then I fell in love again with it, like recording it and like doing music videos and stuff. But I kind of, you know, people have different visions and I've got a different vision. I do like to rap, but I'm more so on beat, pop. So, cause I want to sing, I want to dance, you know, I want to give you a whole performance and a whole show. So, I don't know. I just think I really fell in love with it just because Singing, singing sometimes helps. Music is therapy to me. And sometimes singing your feelings, they can help you heal. <laughs> so put it on paper. Hey, Michelle, I always say, if I can't write a song about you, I don't want to date you. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, so look, let me um, put it on paper and get some money from it. <laughs> or just not even get some money from it. Help someone heal from my situation who's probably going through something similar. Yeah, I totally feel you on that. You know, my journey with music has been kind of weird because, like, I kind of got, like, I kind of fell into it and then I kind of fell in love with it after I fell into it. It was kind of weird. But I... <sighs> music is hard for me because it's it's so personal for me. So, like, I be doing that Lauren Hill shit where, like, I put out a mixtape in, like, 2020, and now I'm, like, I just, I'm, like, I'm just scared of music. Like, I'm I'm legit scared of music right now. Like, I do shit just to do shit at times. Like, I do, like, random open verse challenges just to, like, test my pen just to see if I still got it. Like, I randomly did a Telfy verse, uh, like, 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 you know, like, two months ago just to, like, mm-hmm. test the pen. Thank you. But I just like, I just, I, I, I'm just scared of music. Like, I just, I don't know. Cause I, I don't can... feel like I have, like, I feel like I need too much to get it done. And it's hard for, like, it's like, it's hard. That's the hardest thing for me to up and do by myself. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I run six podcasts. I do all, like all this other shit over here by myself. But like music, it's the one thing that I have to trust other people be one of the people's time it's just a lot and then you know being an artist you're obviously sensitive about your shit it's a lot yeah okay so in that aspect i can't agree with you on that and i think that's what took me so long to put out music on just because you know singing in church singing it in the choir singing you know you you'd be like okay cool i think i could do it you know but you sang it like you said you sang it with a group so then when you put yourself out there by yourself it's like uh you, you kind of question yourself and i used to cheer so um competitively so we used to do like these baskets that you know try to score high on the score sheet and we had a new flyer she kicked me in the throat i couldn't talk for real for like two weeks so i'm Yo. always self-conscious about that because i know my my singing voice is different you know what i'm saying so 
I just, yeah, that's that's another reason I used to be scared. But I think now, knowing that I want to in the future have like put together a showcase for like LGBT artists, I want to have a record label for only LGBT artists. You know, so I think that it kind of motivated me. And honestly, listening to music just off the strength of, like I said, some of these things people be going through in real life and these songs be healing and it be like, you're not the only one, you're not alone. And it just like, I don't got through a breakup <laughs> to a K. Michelle album. So in Hello. the beginning of the album, I cried and the end, I felt like I didn't need that nigga. So, I definitely, yeah. <laughs> you know, I definitely was like, oh yeah, I, I want to start like, doing music, you know, to inspire people just like K. Michelle, Chris Brown, Nicki Minaj, like all these people, they inspired me, you know, Miss Yelly and Timberland. It's, it, the list goes on. So it's just like, that's what geared me to be like, you know what, you can't please everyone either because, you know, you are sensitive about your craft. So it's like, some people don't fuck with it, some people not. You can't please everyone, and long as you feel like you you doing a good version of yourself and putting out, you know, some good projects, then I think you shouldn't be scared. And it's just like at least you did it, you know. They can't say you didn't try. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm just trying to open myself back up to it and really dive into it. Like I have shit written like I have a whole project written beats chosen ready to record and put out that's like years old at this point but but I'm but I just refuse to get in the studio like I have random shit like like you know freestyles to like people's songs and shit that I could put out I just don't do it like I'm gonna just do all this other shit I know I'm gonna say this okay you see I did the interview with you today correct Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you to April to, to record a song. Not give me to April. Oh, uh, yes, not yes. homework. <laughs> yes, homework. Cause I I feel like you like I love that you're passionate about what you do. So it's like uh uh-uh, you you doing your thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to push you. So I'm gonna give you to April. We gotta record a song by April. Well, I guess I gotta find something to talk about then. Cause I think the main reason, like, I haven't, like, like, written anything for real, for real, since I wrote, since I wrote the follow-up to my mixtape is like, just because I haven't had anything important to say for real. Like, my first mixtape was a love letter to like queer people of color who didn't feel real represented in hip hop. My second mixtape was like, uh, fu- was like a follow-up project to that that's supposed to be all about like owning your space and the and the community and then after that I just never really got the opportunity to record it so I was just like you know what I'm gonna just leave it alone and go do all this stuff that I can't put out right now so we'll see we'll see well how about this I just <laughs> finished the mixtape okay you listen to it and you let me know if you still want me to do that homework. How about that? I'm taking you up on it homework. Okay. Now, with that being said, <laughs> who's your top five? Um, Singers my, and rappers. Um, I kind of gave it to you. Chris Brown, one. Mm-hmm. 
Nicki Minaj, K. Michelle, Tony Braxton. This may this may sound funny. <laughs> Raven Simone. What? Raven Simone, yay. Yes, Raven Simone. You bet. Yes, that's what little girls are made of. You better eat the girls oh. down. You better be superstitious. You better do a backflip. You better believe in magic. You better go all the You better go up on a space truck. I you better be giving me this track list. Come on. I'm music. Like when she played that shit on 106 Apart, I was like, bitch, I wanted to be your music. Man, what? Well, she just don't understand. She, I want the magic stick because of her. <laughs> I'm Hello. Queen Jackson, and you're watching Disney Channel. <laughs> that. <laughs> I was like, like, listen, the Cheetah Girls was done for me when she left Barcelona. Yeah, it was a wrap. <laughs> Hello, we didn't no want shame. one girl. <laughs> we didn't want we didn't that. Y'all really could have. Y'all really could have kept that. Y'all really, honestly, because like, and, and like. <laughs> My listeners are probably tired of hearing me bitch about the Cheetah Girls on this podcast, but I'll every hurt. time it comes up, I go on a rant. <laughs> I go on a rant. We go back and forth. We go back and forth. I like that. Because I just don't understand why one world happens. Like, when none of you bitches were as serious. Like, right, because none of you bitches were as serious as Galleria about doing music in the first place. None of y'all was for real, for real. That's why she kept leaving y'all ass in the first place. That was the whole problem in the first and the second movie was the job bitches didn't have y'all shit together. Hello. Talk, look, let's talk about it. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, she go to college, and all of a sudden, now y'all supposed to be Destiny's child. Like, what the f- My what? My whole girl yeah. helped y'all Look, my old girl wrote a whole sh- a whole song <laughs> and added Spanish in it. <laughs> Trying to incorporate this and that. And y'all gonna do my girl like that? <laughs> I was like, listen. But I understood it, because you know, all them years later, we we found out the Raven about whoop Keely ass down to the Barcelona and by ended up in prison. Shout out to Lynn Whitfield, the ultimate mother, for keeping her ultimate. ass out of jail. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely was her. It, it definitely was was Keely Williams. She even broke up the her original group. Oh yeah! Shout out to Notori. Oh, Shout out to Notori. Shout out to Notori. Shout out to KFC. I don't Shout hate y'all, but you know whatever. <laughs> Listen, Adrian, she apologized, so so I'm gonna leave you out of this for now. Okay, but. For now. Because she posted that picture with Notori talking about 2LW, let the healer begin. So I need to know what's going on with the 2LW. What y'all doing? Don't be teasing okay. me with, with, with no damn hashtags and not put out no music. Like, drop a song. Look, no wonder on the tour ain't doing pal right now. <laughs> Listen, speaking of Notori, did you watch Queen? Yes. That was, that was a great so show. So are you as pissed as I am that Queen's got canceled? Yes, yes. I'm like, okay. what? You got Eve, you got Brandy, you got Tory. I don't know the white girl, but you got her. <laughs> I'm so dead. 
they did all that to get me back to television. Like, listen, my favorite show growing up was Moesha. My other favorite show growing up was Eve, even though the main character's name was Shelly, but we're not going to talk about that because my fans are still mad about me talking about that, too. No, I love like, Eve. That's my I show. love I'm... the show Eve, but every time the the show Eve comes up on this podcast, I always talk about why is her name Shelly, if the show is named Eve. I did used to say that when I was younger. <laughs> It's always gonna piss me off. Like Shelly. it's always gonna bother me. Like her name is Shelly. Shelly. Okay. Well, whatever. But y'all did all that to get me back to TV. And y- really, you're gonna camp? We this line. Y'all gave us all them seasons of Empire. Never mind. That. Yeah, man, don't worry about it because I'm, I'm finna get in trouble. <laughs> what? <laughs> don't get in trouble. <laughs> Let's just move on, chat, because I was about to get it because I, I, I y'all, y'all gave us all the seasons and, and stuff. Okay. Anyway, what's the realest thing you've ever read? She was always. Well, she admitted that she, you know, she was showing up late. She wasn't really taking it as serious. Fair, but like, I just, I guess Eve had that baby. I, I guess I, I just, uh, we'll leave it alone. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to Eve. <laughs> right. Shout out to Eve. And the whole crew. And the whole crew. Shout, shout out to Eve, the whole Rough Riders. Shout out to all the queens, Brandy, B Rocker, for y'all. Okay. But yeah, back to you. <laughs> What's the realest thing you've ever written? It's more like music. Mm-hmm. Well, if you've written screenplays, you can talk about the most impactful theme you've ever written as well. Um, okay, we'll come back to that once I started putting them out. Um, I just do, like, I guess the music for now. Okay. Um... I would say my song Trust. Um, this is kind of weird, but basically I was in like this long distance situation with this guy in Miami. So I used to go to Miami a lot. Um, but basically, you know, communication started happening. And in the midst of that, I just started feeling like, you know, maybe we got something else going on because, you know, this one, this is long distance. So two, if we should be on the phone, we definitely shouldn't be lacking communication if it's long distance. Um, so I wrote a song. Um, the chorus, I just wrote, I started off with the chorus. I was like, if there's no love, there's no trust. Um, um so I just went from there. So the chorus like, if there's no love, there's no trust. I can't. It's like I gotta protect my heart. So it's like you know you don't want to keep calm, man. So I feel like my song choice. I see your chorus piece of it, and I think that's probably like one of the weirdest things I wrote. Just because it's like telling you, telling your partner, like if there's no love, there's no trust. Like I gotta protect myself at the end of the day. I love me enough for the both of us. I love you, but this not gonna work. So you know, I gotta love myself 
and I love you enough for the both, you know, I love me enough for the both of us for the sake of this relationship to it will, you know, derail and we entertain each other. I'm a, I'm a step to the side. I love me enough for the both of us. That's so grown of you. I love that. Sometimes. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. Y'all go stream the song, Trust, Honey, Slut It, oh, yes. Like It, Share It, Do the Things of the Thing. Maze Runner my e- is the title of my EP. It will be out next year. Um, it's coming real soon. So hopefully you're going to get it. Oh, my God. Vision is coming to each song. So mm. I'm glad somebody dropping visuals because Beyonce said, bitch, y'all lucky to get this album. And um, y'all better be thankful and grateful because y'all not going to break her soul. Nah, I feel like Beyonce coming. The top of next year, she dropping. And she going to go on tour. By this summer, she's getting a little prepared to say some coins. Girl, I feel like Beyonce going to be like, the next time she gonna be like, where's the visuals? The same place as that formation tour DVD. Next. Oof. Oof. That was a read. <laughs> <laughs> Beyonce seems so unbothered. She said, listen, I, she said, listen, y'all got the album because I didn't have shit to do during COVID and I have a studio in my house. You're welcome. Okay. But don't be Look. sitting here asking me to work. <laughs> Look, okay. Look, I got three kids. That I- <laughs> Bitch, I got three kids. I, I got a man I need to be fucking. Yeah. I, y'all should go listen to Chloe Bailey. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. She said, y'all bitches better go watch The Little Mermaid. Okay. Hey, she said, y'all want visuals, go watch The Little Mermaid. I'll watch the Little Mermaid. Keep watching the trailer. <laughs> Thank you. Cause uh uh-uh, Beyonce said y'all ain't getting shit out of me. I'm telling you, I I I feel like Beyonce is about to do a performance in another country. Like she, I'm telling you, she about to she about to do some. Beyonce is about to Beyonce is about to perform in another country. And really, I'm telling you, she she probably is just chilling, but she she gearing up. I'm telling you, she about to perform in another country. I feel like after COVID, Beyonce gonna be like, fuck going on tour, fuck all that shit. Y'all gonna get a special when I feel like it. Like, I'm, like you say she gonna do a concert in in, in, in another country. So I so I so I I'm gonna humor you. Let's say she does Glastonbury, right? Mm-hmm. Beyonce is gonna do Glastonbury. She gonna get y'all two days worth of show. Bitch, y'all gonna go. Yo, y'all gonna be there or y'all not. He said another country, so, so they gonna watch. Y'all better have HBO. Okay, so look. When that so- shit drop on HBO, <laughs> y'all, be, y'all better have y'all package, right? Okay. <laughs> That's it. Like, y'all ain't getting no tour. Uh-uh. There, there's your visuals. Right there. There's your visuals for, for Renaissance. Watch the tour. There you go. Look, look and y'all better not think it's going to be a regular HBO. Um, <laughs> HBO price. We going up. 
to pay per view. It's on HBO Max. <laughs> right, it's on HBO Max exclusively. Y'all gotta buy it. <laughs> Don't play with her. No. Y'all gotta pay her and Blue Ivy. Okay, okay. And Jay Z. <laughs> right. Hey, Ooh, yeah. Look, speaking yeah. of Rock Nation. Listen, speaking of Rock Nation, uh, how you feel about Tory Lane? Look, this is what I said. Speaking of Rock Nation, look, we got Meg. I was like, you um, said that. I was like, let me go ahead and pivot. So, what you think about Tory and Meg? Honestly, to me, it's sad. Um, it's like the whole situation is sad, even to, you know, I don't know. I just say the whole situation is sad, but I am happy that Megan would, you know, she kind of came out with the W and it's just because I feel like if she didn't, her career would have been tarnished, her name, her, you know, like and she definitely would have been canceled in the sense too. It would have been a lot of, so, I mean, Tory Lanez, he cool, you know. It's sad that he probably did shoot him, but he probably didn't, you know, I guess he probably shot him. We don't know because even in the courtroom, a lot of Boy. stuff were coming inconclusive, you know. Mm. But it's sad all around. It's sad that he got to go to jail. It's sad that he, they, that situation even happened. You know, it's sad that Meg got to go through and she went through you know, a lot of stuff, people call her lies, call her hoes, you know, it just, and then in the time of, you know, she ain't got her mom, you know, it's like, it's just a lot. So that's why I just say the whole situation is What do you think about the split reception of the audience and like all of these people being like, Megan is lying, Megan is lying, ah, uh, and then all. They're like all these people being like happy holidays, Megan, fuck Tory, bury his ass up under the jail. Like is is any of that shocking to you? Or is it like like how do you feel about that? Because it severely bothers me. It bothers me too, but it goes back to the saying, you can't please everybody. Mm. You know, so I that's why I kind of hold that so dear, just because in a sense, you cannot please everyone. And like you said, half of the people are like, yeah, man, half of the people are like, fuck me. So it's just like, it's sad. It's painful, bro. But at the end of the day, she was vindicated. All's well that ends well. All's well that ends well. You know, I just, I don't know. Tori, you know, God bless you. Kelsey, fuck you, period. <laughs> All the way around. You know, yeah, especially Kelsey, to me, because it's just like, Meg was your quote-unquote best friend, regardless of any situation. It's like, you know that girl got shot. But then again, it's like, she's supposed to be dancing out for 1501. Meg about to go to court for the it's, this. It's just a, a sad situation. And it's just toxic. It's, it's, it's hard on your mental, I would say. It's hard on your mental. I could absolutely agree with that. And God bless the girls, but I hope Megan learned everything she needed to learn from this situation because it just seemed like she needed to change everything about who she hang around. No shit. No shit. 
<laughs> now, let's jump back into your reality TV experience and talk about you on television specifically. Mm-hmm. Has there been a moment on any of the shows that you've been on where you have, and I'm speaking specifically about reality TV because we ain't going to talk about Tyler Perry and his season, but uh, has there been a moment on the reality shows that you've been on where you have seen the footage back, seen the episode back, and felt differently about how you handled the situation in the scene? Yeah. Yes, it has. Uh, yeah, it really has. I would say probably two incidents where I feel like I watched it and I said, I feel like, you know, I could have did this differently or I could have handled this different. So, yeah, it's been like uh, two maybe two, two, three incidents where I felt like that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think has been the hardest moment for you to film on reality television? Mm, my relationship. Mm. Just, just because, um, I don't know, it goes yeah, um, I would say, yeah, just because that's so personal. And then, you know, sometimes you see signs of people that you wouldn't expect and to, like, know that it's out there and that, you know, anybody can watch it or you can keep watching it. It's just, like, cringy in, in a way. That makes perfect sense. Do you think you would ever put another relationship on reality TV after that experience? Um... If, okay, so I would say this. I <clears throat> I would do a love show like how what I was supposed to do. It was gonna be crazy in love, um, and it was basically like you know Austin play play, and I love New York. Um, I would probably do something like that, um, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't put someone who I'm seriously dating on the show unless like we both like doing good in a sense to where like. We don't. We know it's no drama or no real conflict in our relationship, you know. Because sometimes when people or producers or you know get a whiff of it, they create their own storyline. So you and sometimes you never know how things to happen. So I wouldn't put a serious relationship on on the show. Like even if I was to do the love show and pick a winner and make him still dating, you would get like a update on, you know, us chilling or something like that, but you won't get us like really into, you know, just because I wouldn't want that to be a part of my storyline as far as like me and my guy. It can be like me and my guy chilling, whatever, we're talking about a situation that I'm, that I, you know, what happened with another cast member and myself, but it won't be me and my guy going at it with each other. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Let's put the energy on that. Let's talk about the most fulfilling moment you filled or you filmed on reality TV. What's the moment you're most proud of? Um, just honestly, seeing it's it's multiple. We um like I goes back to seeing my dance team being recorded and seeing them doing my routine. Um, me doing music on the show. 
me hosting the event and or just going to support an, another cast member event and just seeing us get along and it smiles and you know learning about history and just like those moments are like the, what makes me be like okay I, I'll do this next season or you know I, I can do this you know just because you love what you're doing yeah you want to be on family you know you love that but do you actually love, like you said, your cast And that's why I say it comes with a mixture of having people that you fuck with and people that you okay, decent to do work with. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would just say that. I completely agree with you. I totally feel that. Um, I... <laughs> Never mind. I would... No, I no, no, <laughs> No, mm-hmm. I almost said something, but I would have to tell you off camera. Because if I tell you, then I have to kill you. Um, no, no, I'm joking. But, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, uh, what if reality TV taught you about people? Sometimes people do anything for them. They do anything for them. But no, seriously, it has people... Um, it's taught me people can be one way in real life and one way off on camera. And it can... Yeah, I would just say that because I haven't been into many situations to where I can just deep dive into that, I would say, or at least like not off the top of my head. So I would just say, you know, people are one way on camera and people are different ways off camera. That's what it has shown me. So just always look at all sides of people. Okay. What have you learned about yourself from experiencing reality television versus just watching it? Um, I fit into the category, what I just said, you know, basically. <laughs> people don't want to be on I would say that, but no. Um, I would say, honestly, sometimes I hate when I talk. So, like, sometimes listening to myself or listening to how I word something or try to, you know, get my point across, I feel like I can do that. Like, it taught me, like, it's your senses, boy. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I totally get that. I totally get that. As somebody that has a speech impediment, I completely understand that. You know, I used to be in speech class. <laughs> yeah, I took, yeah, I was literally in speech for my stutter from like second grade all the way up until like eighth grade. It was like buck wild. But, you know, it, it wasn't until I started doing this podcast that I really started focusing on taking it seriously and having it under control because it wasn't until I started doing interviews on a regular basis that I started being conscious of it and noticing that I was like, oh, this is something that's like making me uncomfortable now. So now I actually like try to speak like I was raised somewhere with, you know, civilization. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> What's been the most fulfilling part of your career overall so far? Mm, most fulfilling? Um, just honestly, we, um, 
just to be you can't hear me yeah okay just to honestly be a part of something that could potentially inspire younger young in the LGBT to navigate through this crazy world that we just to be part of something and to show off my my brand and what I do and to you know put myself out there for people to judge and but to judge in a good way in a good light you know because I do have a lot of people that you know DM me and I be seeing some of the comments so to just know that you know people love you and you doing something good you know and it's it can help and you're inspiring a few people I love that I honestly love that and that's that's why I continue to do it because I love entertainment film and I love to inspire other people and so to get inspired so good it feels good to be on the other foot like to, you know so I would say that awesome my last so, question for you is where can people find you in all the things that you want to promote and what should we be looking forward to from you next? Um, I have a few different projects, music, um, TV shows, movies, dance teams, excuse me. Um, Y'all can follow me at shortquay, short, S-H-O-R-T-Q-A-Y. Nice. Thank you so much. This has been an amazing conversation. I appreciate you for being here. And Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you too. And honestly, thank you. This has been a great interview. <laughs> thank you so much. I'm glad you had fun. Listen, if there's something that you want to promote, discuss, get off of your chest, you're more than welcome to come back anytime. Hey, cool. I'm going to take you up on it. And I'm going to take you up on Listen to that next time. Hey, and let me know. What about April? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, so on that note. Holidays, for real. Thank you so much. You as well. And on that note, I've got homework to do. And that has been our show. I appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in and a special, special thank you to my guest Quay, aka Short Quay, aka Quazy, for blessing the pod. <laughs> thank you. I want to remind thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. I want to remind no you all to <laughs> I, I want to remind you all to be real, stay in reality, and always bring the realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers. This has been Real Reality Realness. I put the mess in the message. And until next time, love you, bye. Peace.